welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place, and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Today I'm talking to Laurie Fagé at Tapenard on the St Kilda Road end of Commercial Road. Given that I love all things French and that I'm particularly enamoured with the south of France, having lived there for a year, you can imagine my excitement at going to Tapenard to talk to Laurie. Laurie and her fiancé, Kevin Chassagne, opened Tapenard in July last year, having created a very Provençal-feeling restaurant and French products boutique. I'm always desperately wanting to be teleported to the south of France, so I was very happy to sit in a glorious yellow armchair and hear Laurie and Kevin's story, while surreptitiously clocking the Orangina, Foie Gras, Amora Mustard and packets of Lulu biscuits on the shelves. Laurie has crossed the line between front and back of house and swapped waiter's knife for chef's knives and is cooking up food from her childhood in the south of France. C'est génial. Chateauroux, 
uh, grew up a little bit in the southeast of France, in Toulon. And myself, I stayed my whole life until I was maybe 18 uh, in the southwest with my parents. Oh, wow. And then I traveled, we traveled with Kevin because we met when we were very young, we were 20. Yeah. Okay. And so we traveled, we went to the UK, lived there for a little bit in Birmingham, and then we went to Switzerland, then the US, then Netherlands, and here, seven years ago. Okay, I was just seeing this ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and were you, were you always a chef or? Not at all. Yeah. So I changed totally my my career with Tapenade. So last year after the lockdown, the first lockdown, I was homesick and I thought, you know, I want to spend time with my family, you know, like, and let's go back to France. I say, we've been gone for 12 years and let's just go back maybe for a year, you know, like see how it is. And, we have the permanent residency here, so we thought that maybe it would be easier as well to come back. And one night I passed in front and I realized it's still in the So I just told Kevin, I was like, oh, that's crazy, but the guy's still on the lease. It's been 10 months, it's been closed. The next day I had an appointment with the agency, it was gone. <laughs> so we built that project with uh, someone else that was a, a, a chef, and then we realized with Kevin, we're not on the same page with a person who just gonna... And Kevin one night, I was cooking at home, and Kevin one night went, you know what, this play, we could easily... We always do this game of how much would you sell it if it was in the restaurant. And so, oh, I would say, yeah, $18, something like this, you know, like, that could work. And then he goes, but what don't you do it, Lori? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Tapanan, what don't you do it? And I was like, yeah, but it's gonna be... I was afraid it was going to be boring, you know, like in the fact that this is stuff that I eat at home all the time, you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 people don't know this. Like, you need to, you need to like, yeah, like share it. And every time I go to someone's place or like for Christmas or something like this, you know, make my special like olive and ham cake or my salmon bruschetta or... And so we did some tryouts at home, like, but, you know, see how it works. And then I started like this. Wow. So I've been, yeah, I've, been, I've been managing restaurant for the past 10 years. I was a um, restaurant manager at Hotel Gitan. We worked for the group Kevin and I for oh, seven years. And, uh, and then, yeah, I decided to do this. It was a real challenge, let me tell you this. I had a lot of respect for chefs already. Like it, it was, it always been for me, my relationship with the kitchen being a front of house has always been like, um, we need to help each other more. It's not because generations before, like you always have this kind of little war in between the kitchen and the front house. And I really tried to make that relationship like really a bond, like more of a strength than a weakness where you can find everywhere in, in kitchen sometimes still happening and um, and so yeah it's just uh, yeah, it's been it's been a challenge really <laughs> this, yeah, there's, there's so much to ask about something yeah. how do you how, how many do you seat here so we have I believe 36 with 40 40 with the communal table yeah uh, so we have a big communal table where we can sit uh, eight people nice comfy uh, chair with a backrest, really important to so being from front of house as well. I have a lot of things to say <laughs> on the on the room, and I always think about you know what's uh, efficient and uh, and so yeah. And outside, I believe we have twenty as well. So we have a beautiful terrace, 
with uh, lavender all around it. Unfortunately, I wish you could see it today. <laughs> it's not set up really. Um, but during the summer, yeah, it was beautiful, all purple. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, you you come in and you really feel like you're in Provence when you sit outside, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Love it. So then how do you go from cooking at home to cooking the kinds of quantities or getting things ready at, so, at the time you need yeah, to? Absolutely. So there was a, a lot of learning in the sense of quantity, but not so much because I come from a massive family. I'm from a gypsy family in the south of France. Um, and uh, we cook for a regular, a regular dinner, you invite just a few members of the family, it will be for 30, 40 people, yeah. easy. So the quantity I wasn't scared of really, it was more about the uh, managing of the stock and all this, and because obviously when you cook for the family, you buy in the morning and you cook at the night, but here it was a lot different about how turning things, and, um, but because I started with sandwiches, it was really easy for me to just freshly make everything, daily and at first it really wasn't an issue for product so I didn't have for example fish yet or beef or anything like this uh, which is different now and I've, I've been working as well with um, uh, experimenting chefs as well. I was, I was by myself a little bit uh, for the few months and then I've been helped um, by the ex-head um, chef of Frederick as well, Nicola. Um, and, and Kain as well which is now the sous chef of Frederick. They've been helping me tremendously and I could never thank them enough for showing me the tips and tricks around the kitchen and you know always like I'm, I've been doing things you know like just like cutting vegetables like very very easily right you do something else. but then you see the technique that, that it takes and then that's that's a whole that's a whole other, other story I, but it absolutely is and I think because I always think you know, I just don't think I'm not very practical or I think I've got my ways of doing things but then when yeah. you see how exactly. how unafraid of food chefs are exactly. and how they've got all those tips and, and, it and just, like with the with the hot stuff as well you know like um, little things little things like uh, let's say using a mandolin you know I'm using those mandolins <laughs> yes I grab a radish you know and I'm putting all my fingers yeah. around the radish yeah. like no 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 just over here and I said like, oh, of course of course I'll, I'll lose a finger yeah that's right <laughs> but just li- little things and they really have me not being um, afraid as well of um, the the hot stuff you know like I'm as we say in French I'm not a little nature you know in the sense that I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not afraid of hurting myself. Like maybe I should be a little more. Um, but um, yeah, it's a, and I, and I thanks my mom for this. To be honest with you, like she really like since I'm a little girl, she's always like I grew up in a farm, so yeah, I grew up into with like uh, feeding ducks, making farm grass. So we had a farm of ducks and poultry and all this. And so yeah, I really wasn't afraid to grab my own duck and do it, doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you've been in touch with the product. But... Absol- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Been, I've been, um, my mom, when she had my second little baby brother, um, she unfortunately had to um, bed rest when she was maybe four months pregnant. So at the time, I was uh, nine years old. And I just started, I could remember vividly like the memory of her being on the sofa and screaming at me what I had to do with the rabbit. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like dead rabbits, obviously. At yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't killing anything at the moment. But uh, yeah, you know, like, um, yeah, just uh, 
cover it with mustard and then stuff it with this and that and that and I would show her before to put it into the oven and, and that was it and that's how I learned and yeah so I'll be always grateful to my mom she always taught me well yes. yeah okay. oh, I love that idea so you've kind of come full circle in a way embracing all aspects of hospitality haven't you so you've yeah, I guess right so. from the from the making and the seeing how absolutely the produced and then mm-hmm. Been front of house. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin is always telling me how it's. He's grateful to have me because I could just jump from the kitchen to the till to the till to uh, <laughs> to the service, and I, I love as well. For example, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I terribly miss the contact with my customer. Things gotta have an open kitchen, and I can still look at them and see their their facial expression when they eat my dish. I love that. Um, but I do miss a little bit the relationship of you know having a small conversation at the table. So sometimes I just take my little free time and I bring my plate and I introduce myself. And so I try to do that as often as I can. But most of the time, I'm a bit busy. So. <laughs> Let's see. So um. And what, so that's lovely menu up there. So what are you? You're having dinner now as well. That's right. So we're doing Friday and Saturday dinners, yeah. and we're going to start very soon in about 15 days. Um, all you can eat mussels and fries on Thursday night, wow. and we're going to do that every two for uh, every two second weeks. Amazing. Yeah. Delicious. Mulfried. Mulfried, absolutely. And they'll come, I think, with a glass of wine, and um, we'll have two different sittings. And when you'll come in, you have your table, you sit down, you have your entree already on the table, and yeah, that, will be a, that will be a good event, I think. Perfect. I might have to come down for that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so then what are some other things you've got there? So you've obviously got the tap and the art. Absolutely. So this is obviously the, the famous dish of the house. So this is a, not only a green or black tap and this is a um, sun-dried tomato black sauce tap um, I believe I've got over 14 ingredients in it. Wow. That's right. So there's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, herbs as well. Little, absolutely. Herbs, spices, and um, obviously lots, lots, lots of garlic. And then um, the special smoked trout So this is a um, something that was very similar that I was bringing to my friends all the time while I was not a chef yet. Um, salmon bruschetta and I always always had so much compliment on it so I just gave it a twist and make it as a riet into and it comes with a beautiful green bright jelly apple dill cucumber so yeah that's very very happy with this dish uh, fling off the shell the baked brie with a hazelnut pesto and as a bigger bigger courses we'll, we do a chicken breast sous vide which is juicy you wouldn't imagine um, and it's served with a with a ratatouille of course to bring uh, to bring the south uh, east a little bit in a, yeah. on the front um, and yeah for the for the dessert we have beautiful burning basque cheesecake which is served with a very coolie it's it's that was very trendy and I just jumped on it as well and mm. it's jiggly it's <laughs> yeah this is delicious mm. um, and I couldn't miss as well um, with our presenting my grandma madeleines so lemon lemon madeleines very simple flying off the shell as well when you come in in the morning eight o'clock i'll make sure i put the tray out of the oven just in front of you so you have the smell of it yeah absolutely i am um, when i was studying french for one of for my honors year i studied um proust and so of course read all about the madeleine and how absolutely it um the unleashes the yeah. <laughs> souvenirs d'enfance but absolutely. um 
And actually, I just went to in the French Film Festival um, La Brigade. La Brigade. That's right. um, and she talks about Madeleine as well, about how it's such a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such a delicacy. Yeah, yeah it's such a delicacy. And it's so, in, I think it's so interwoven with... I mean, it really, for me, is the epitome of eating something and, mm-hmm. and being... Well, not, not that the Madeleine's the only thing, but eating when you eat something or you smell something and you're cast Olfactive back. memory. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I play a lot on this. Yeah. This is very funny you bring it into because that's what I love to do. Like, for example, the quiche that I make, I make the, the do myself as well, and I had someone, like, having it the other day, and she said what I, what I was biting in it, like, it really gave me back to the table of my grandma. And I was like, this is the best compliment you can give me. This is exactly what I do in my cuisine. This is rustic. This is nothing... Um, how can I explain that? This is all me, you know, that... I'm, I'm not doing anything that I'm not comfortable with, so if the kids will be here for five years on the menu, it will be on the menu, you know? Like, uh, I'm, I'm tra- starting to change a few things, because now uh, I want to change this. The season is changing as well, so I'm changing products, for example, we're having the, the fig salad, beautiful figs at the moment. Um, but yeah, it really is, like, authentic. Yeah. Yeah, authentic. And as there's no rules in the kitchen, I always say, because people ask me as well, but how did you do, is there like, you know, all the rules. No, there's no rules. As long as the customer is happy, as long as, you know, like, um, this is all, um, like, this is what I love, then then I'll do it. Absolutely. And how do you find, because I know there's really good produce here in Victoria as well, I just, um, I think, Chefs probably have access to better mm-hmm. produce than we do in, in um, supermarkets, for example, mm-hmm. here. Because so I went out to Romsey and I met these chefs who have turned suppliers, and they gave us a box of vegetables: heirloom, um, aubergine, oh, nice. tomatoes, yeah. melons, yeah. pumpkins, and the flavour was incredible. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. And I know when I lived in um, of Avignon, when I lived mm-hmm. in Chateau Renard, and there was a yeah. Marché d'Intérêt National, and so just the fruit and vegetables was absolutely incredible. Do yeah. you, it's different here, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and to be honest. I'm a bit lost as well in what seasoning, what, what it, was it in the season or not, because being from Europe, you know, it's uh, totally different to what you can yeah. find here. And um, yeah, so I do miss the French product. Mm. Um, the way as well that it's holding, you know, like I could have, I remember being in France and so with my mom, obviously we have a massive garden. We have like a four hectares um, uh, garden wow. around the house. Yeah. Uh, and I think, one hectare was just for tree, fruit trees, and um, and all. So we had, for example, 150 tomatoes feet, you know, all along the. That was massive, and I remember that we could keep those veggies forever and ever. When here, I feel like I have to have my stock, you know, like I keep for two, three days, and then I have to have like new veggies because it's starting already to like, you know, like not look pretty and not like. Yeah, so that was something that I don't know. I'm not sure either. And then all the seasons are moving, I think, as well. So um, the tomatoes were in full flight just two weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. Then you also got the mushrooms starting to come. And as well, and as well, I'm thinking price-wise, this is incredible. The price I feel like here than than in France. If I go to the market or anything like this, I'm going to find like. 
a lot cheaper stuff, definitely. Like when I see the Elm tomatoes, what we're talking about, I think at the moment we're on twenty four ninety the kilo. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah, I wouldn't right. see myself buying some Elm tomatoes in France for twelve euros. Right. You see, yeah. a kilo. So yeah, so there's a lot of yeah different things like this that, but. In, I guess I wasn't a chef back in France, so right. I didn't have as much interest in the price of uh, vegetables. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely lots of things I missed. 2012 was the last time I was there, and um, and yeah, certainly there's lots of you must miss as well. I mean, yeah. So, but you've created a little bit of home here. Which is yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah, you know we have our little French boutique as well here. Yeah. Uh, imported French product uh, only. And so we have some foie gras, French saucisson made by a French guy from Perth. Um, and so, yeah, not really uh, very happy with this. So, the, yeah, French people, they come in and they see, you know, the shower. Like, you can find anything from pasta to uh, to the Haribo Tagada, you know, the creme de marron, chestnut cream. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. We have some product as well from uh, Test of Paris. Uh, which is like mustard, some salt as well, some um, some fish soup with wheat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, um, I'll come back with it. That's right, <laughs> absolutely. Like trolley. You can do your little little sh- shopping there. Do you have? Um, it seems hard to get French olive oil here. French olive oil. That's right. Yes. Um, so you just can't. They don't no, export. No, that's right. So what we do uh, from uh, Test of Paris. We do have French products that you can buy in French olive oil um, from them, uh, but I do use an Italian olive oil um, for, for the restaurant. Um, yeah. But that's not really, to be honest, I'm, I'm, the olive oil is one thing, but I, I don't mind using different products. It all doesn't have to be French. Yeah, no, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and so when you're getting your ideas, it's all coming from your memories and That's your right. your knowledge. Do and you... obviously, I still have uh, my moms and grandmas yeah. around, and so quick phone call, quick phone call. And uh, for example, I'm thinking about doing maybe a, a cheese souffle uh, very soon, and I just called one of my grandma and I just uh, asked her, "Hey, uh, remember that souffle that you were doing uh, for me when I was little? Oh yeah, what did you put in it?" And she just like give me, and then I just have to adapt sometimes. Yeah. So I take the base of the recipe, and I have to make it commercial. Yeah. And so sometimes I have to switch one or two ingredients because they don't work properly. Or and I work here with um, as well traditional ovens. Um, and so yeah, sometimes it's a challenge. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It's been lovely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Laurie Fagé. If you want to experience all the greatness for yourself, which of course you do, you can follow Laurie and Kevin's restaurant Tapenade on Instagram at Tapenade Melbourne and see all the beautiful food and ambiance. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with the Chef. And if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwithachef.com. I would absolutely love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or click follow on Spotify so I know you're there. Once again, thank you. Have a great day. Au revoir.